Welcome to Sports Fluent. This week, I have such a special guest, Lorraine Delicio, who is a model, a lawyer, a player agent, uh, does everything in the world of sports. Lorraine, how are you? Pleasure to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. So I got to start off with the obvious because I know it's a typical career path, model, lawyer, sports agent. Walk me through how that happened. Okay. Um, well, uh, I, you know, I started off um, doing a lot of international modeling. I was represented by Ford Modeling Agency, um, did quite a bit of travel and had to um, deal with uh, the guy with the badge and the gun every time you go across borders. So I, you know, as I progressed through my career and doing more and more work, um, I thought, geez, if, if I'm encountering so many interesting um, exchanges with these officers as we're presenting documents, documents and opening up markets um, as we go in to get our campaigns and our jobs done, then there must be, you know, virtually thousands of others um, in, in the same position. And boy, was I right. Um, you know, um, you know, and, and agents and managers, they only know, obviously, so much about the immigration field. So, um, so it's, um, you know, and, and also, I would say, it's, you know, surrounding contracts that you use as you are engaging in international work and, um, you know, working out those you know, um, contractual arrangements. So, um, um, so it's really snowballed from that experience, the connections I had, and um, observing that this is quite a major issue, um, you know, for people that are working internationally. So, so taking that and going, I'd like to be an advocate, you know, for those that are working within this field. And um, there's so much to do to um, help them, to protect them in this process and, and helping them really get the job done when it comes to um, going A to Z, um, whether that's, you know, in terms of, you know, a visa work or it's um, a contract that needs to be negotiated or, um, you know, on the representation side, but definitely an understanding of the international landscape. So that's interesting. So we're gonna, let's pause there for a second, because I don't think it's something we think about for athletes. We just assume, hey, they play for a team or they're in this country and they just they fly to the other country, no problem. But we have heard some stories. And listen, most of the stories we hear are just from the US to Canada, but there's international. So what are some of the like the changes that have happened in terms of immigration over the last few years that either have made it more difficult or easier that you've kind of encountered? Sure, absolutely. So a big change under Trump um, was something called a Buy American, Hire American policy. So we went from Trump to pandemic. Um, those, both of those phases um, for, for immigration meant a great deal for sports. So um, this was really a preference to select, hire, um, put in place those obviously first in America over and above those overseas. And you could read it all through um, the petitions as they were filed and the responses that would come back, um, the officers would just really cite to it and say, okay, well, the preference here, you really need to be showing that this person is above and beyond um, to be bringing them in. Um, for those in sports, you'd be looking at something called an O-1 visa or a P-1 visa. Um, for those that are extraordinary, have a distinction um, as a player, as a performer, um, you know, for those, for those that are even on the coaching side, 
And, um, and with that distinction, you, you um, are going through really a portfolio or background of their work to put forward and say, hi, you know, look at all of these engagements they've had, awards, um, you know, um, sponsorships, um, you know, brand deals, ambassadors, et cetera, et cetera, contracts they've signed. And, um, you know, this person should be given a priority to come in. Um, so we got a lot of pushback, you know, during that time. And we're actually still seeing, even though we're under obviously a different administration, we're still seeing that language thread through and ultimately petitions um, uh, been a great deal of pushback, denials, um, delays um, due to that. So that's one side. The other, I would say, um, with the pandemic has been the border and the consulates. So we're seeing um, a great deal of slowdown, obviously, um, in the name of um, health and public safety <laughs> and something called a um, Title 42 um, and also um, Remain in Mexico order. So um, these two um, are were um, put in place originally by Trump and then carried through under Biden, actually, even though there were some movements um, through the courts to push back on the Remain in Mexico order. But at the borders to say, we may not let people in, you know, in the name of, um, you know, public health and safety. So we see that all over the news with actually asylum seekers that are trying to come in um, through the Mexico border. But in fact, we also see quite a bit of slowdown. It may not be cited, but we see quite a bit of slowdown in terms of actually getting the appointments for players, sport, sport professionals that are coming in to, um, you know, they have their visas actually processed and then they need to actually come and get an interview done before they can enter the United States. And getting those interviews has been quite challenging. So you have to show that, um, you know, that on a case by case and you and if they're from you know before the ban was lifted from the Schengen area you actually had to get an exemption to show that what they were coming in to do was to support federal infrastructure so difficult argument for sports to say that what they're coming in to do and um you know obviously the uh, um the games the the tournaments um is directly related to federal infrastructure, so um, supporting federal infrastructure. So we had to put forward these arguments and we had to win them um, to get movement of, of people really. Um, and that was quite, quite has been quite challenging. And it's still actually existing, um, not, um, you know, the ban with the Schengen area, but we're still seeing tremendous um, backlog with actually getting the appointments um, through um, throughout Europe, um, South America. And um, it really takes a good legal team with great relationships, so sadly enough, but that's true. Um, great relationships with consular, um, you know, officials um, and supervisors to be able to help to, um, you know, um, get people through. Right. And um, so it's not just about processing the actual petition themselves and arguing criteria of eligibility, but in fact, also once the visa, you, you know, you have the actually approval notice and then actually bringing people through the consulate for the stamp and the border. So there's several hurdles there. Wow. So yeah. now, now I know you deal with like NBA, WNBA and kind of soccer uh, quite yes. a bit with soccer. Is there, do you find that there's differences between the leagues or is it more just kind of what country they're coming from where you have more, more issues? Um, you know, I, I'd say, um, it, it's not really about what, which, which sport, um, right. it, I, I, I would definitely say that right now, particular regions are experiencing more problem, um, in terms of bringing people through than others. Um, and there's only a select number of places where you can get 
what's called third country national appointments to um, argue that they should be able to come through. So places where it is moving well to be able to actually bring those players through. And again, hence, that's where a lot of the relationships come in. So um, I would definitely say it's, you know, um, Russia has been quite challenging. Um, unfortunately, at this time, um, China has been quite challenging um, having people come through. Um, and so a good creative attorney <laughs> with, um, again, good relationships can help to move, you know, uh, move things. But um, it's, uh, it, I, I would say um, both the, um, I mean, I have, I've had, uh, you know, number one of the number one um, coaches in the entire MLS um, I brought through um, uh, just recently, um, him and his family. Um, and it wasn't so much about getting the actual uh, paperwork approved. It was actually bringing them through the consulate and the border. And we had to go through a third country national route. Um, and, um, and they were coming through, they were coming from Europe. Um, and it was right in and around the time that they lifted the proclamation. So technically speaking, um, they should be able to get an appointment, but, um, the backlogs were so great. And, you know, with sports, it's it's all about timing. Everything yeah. has to be done. And, you know, everyone's wearing their Apple watches <laughs> strapped to their body. And, um, you know, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me as well. So, um, so, you know, it's just, uh, that's not an option for, right. um, you have advertising dollars attached I mean, millions of dollars at stake. Um, and that's, uh, it's, yeah. So we got to have movement there. <laughs> so I want to go back a step. So you, you were an athlete. Correct. Yes. Prior, prior to the law and prior to the modeling, did specific sport just overall, what, what yeah. did you do? And, and more importantly to that question, so it's kind of part A and part B, how has that really affected or influenced the way that you run your business or practice your business? Thank you. Well, I think it was uh, Harvard um, that put out a wonderful study, a Harvard, Harvard review on um, women CEOs and the success of women CEOs and commonalities between women CEOs. And I think what they found was women in sports, team sports, um, have uh, there is a commonality there. And I, I can say that in my history of work, that, that would be a commonality. Um, so for, for myself, it was a volleyball and also soccer. Um, those two, um, I did play um, some basketball, but I didn't reach the level um, that I did, particularly in volleyball um, uh, that I did in the other sports. So, and that was at the regional letter level um, in Ontario, Canada. <laughs> so, um, and it's, uh, you know, quite a selective process. Um, I think it brings really an understanding of, um, you know, obviously the team and working with the team in order to achieve your goals, your milestones, um, charting out the path for the team um, from, you know, quarterly to a year um, and um, the kind of, um, you know, strengths and weaknesses um, that you got to work with in order to, you know, get there and achieve there. And so I run a team of 58 people. Um, this is not easy. <laughs> um, at the same time, it's one of the greatest joys of my life. Right. Um, many of those um, uh, uh, people are have also been in sports too. So it's good to come, you know, that's one of the screeners we have when we interview is to find out, um, you know, uh, you know, if people have that background. Um, and uh, I think that's, uh, it's a good point to have. <laughs> yeah, I th listen, I talk about it all the time. I say, like, I think the things that I learned as a player and as a coach have really influenced everything I do, not just in business, even outside of business, the way that I, you know, patient, you want to learn things, you want to practice, try things, fail. 
Uh, but know that even when you fail, I, I always use this example, even with my kids. So listen, if a baseball player, you know, doesn't get a hit 70% of the time, they call him a hall of famer. Um, and he's failed 70% of the time. So you got to kind of put that into perspective. Right. Yeah. You mentioned female CEOs and the commonalities of them. What are some of the challenges that women face growing an international, like you, you have an international business? Mm-hmm. I hate to admit it, but it's true. It's harder, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, I think it can be, um, you know, uh, where I think that, uh, if you, you know, if you're, um, I think, I think women, um, maybe since, you know, childhood have not been, um, given the type of maybe the similar education or, or, or coaching, if you will, on, um, how to be a manager, how to be an executive, how to break through that ceiling. Um, and, um, you know, um, not to fault, <laughs> not to fault the educational system I've come through, but at the same time, um, I, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of kind of learning on the job, um, that I've had to do, um, you know, stuff that I just wasn't taught. Um, uh, I, I come from an incredible family of educators, um, uh, teachers, um, many that have worked for the government. Um, and uh, there's really only one or two entrepreneurs in my whole family, and they were men. Um, and I, I, I unfortunately, um, I just... I didn't get to spend too, too much time in their work worlds with them. So um, I, you know, I, I think that maybe per, I, from the reading that I've done and the associations um, uh, that I've been a part of, um, you know, Young Presidents Organizations, a really good one. Um, you, I, I, I've learned that a lot of it is kind of the education and messaging, and there is a difference um, in the genders, um, certainly, um, you know, from the time that I was growing up. So I, I'm seeing improvement there. Um, and I noticed, I noticed you're trying not to say it. So I'm <laughs> going to say it right. When a man is assertive, he's considered strong and assertive. And if a woman's that there's another word they use to describe her and it's not complimentary, I'll yeah. say it, I'll say it for you. So those are, I'm sure some challenges, right. That you had to face. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, the B word. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was not, I didn't, I didn't want to say the letter. <laughs> but yeah, I have, true, right? That's, that's what you get. Yeah. I have a coach and um, they're always saying, you got to, you got to pull out that, you got to, you got to pull that out, Lorraine. Um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, maybe, you know, it's, it's tough. I, I gotta yeah. say, um, I'm such a people person. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I feel that I'm always trying to understand that other person's perspective and their circumstances and, and in business, you know, uh, sometimes you just gotta <laughs> be cutting them, cutting them off or putting your foot down or so, so on. And I would say one of the challenges internationally is really operations. Um, right. I think you could have the most incredible marketing and sales in the world, but um, if you don't have that well-oiled machine ready, um, if you don't have a good relations relationship with your operations managers, your team leads, um, I would, you know, uh, empowering your leaders um, so that reporting structure is nice and tight all the way to the top. Um, it's chaos. It is chaos. And I, I have experienced what it's like when it's not, you know, nuts and bolts and as, um, SOPs, um, you know, a good booklet there. So, and again, I, you know, I went to law school, I, I have my MPA, um, but uh, these are things that are, I don't, 
I don't think are necessarily taught in, in great volume for, <laughs> uh, for, for at least for, for women when I was growing up as a child and so on. So um, yeah, but assertiveness and um, being that B word, uh, you got to get more, more, more uh, comfortable with the comfortable moment. Comfortable being that, yeah. When you need to throw that card down, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's, listen, I, I get it. That's why I wanted to just, I, I could tell you were kind of you were kind of skirting it a little bit. So I was going, like, let me, let me just say it. I, 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 maybe I won't get in as much trouble. Um, so let me ask you this. So I know that you've kind of gone through the process of becoming a player. I'm assuming it's a player agent, correct me if I'm wrong, for, uh, with the WNBA. And I know I think you're just waiting, but can you, because a lot of people ask me and I've asked, and I don't know the answer. So how do you go through, what is that process of becoming a player agent? And, you know, I, I keep trying to educate people as much as I can about the WNBA. So as much as you can share on that as well, but can you walk me through that process? Like, is it just, you fill out a form and say, here, I want to be an agent or is there more to it? I know there's more. Yeah. To um, so yeah, it's, um, you know, there's, uh, there, there is quite a lengthy application. Um, you're really putting forth your, your portfolio, um, if you will. And, um, and uh, it comes with, you know, uh, recommendations as well. Um, and uh, there is a screening process um, that they go through with that application. Um, and, um, you know, it's, um, I, I think it helps to come uh, from a law background, um, you know, at least for me, it was uh, very helpful. <laughs> um, it's just sort of used to the kind of application process and selection process. Um, so, um, but yes, it's it's an application. The the actual the actual testing that you have to do is for the official NBA. Um, so not WNBA, but the okay. the NBA side. So what's the so, what's the um, testing look? You can't give it away. I'm sure what the question, but what kind of testing is it? Um, so, so do you mean for the, uh, the NBA or because WNBA does not actually have, um, oh, that, um, well, let's, yeah, sure. Let's, so let's, do, let's do the NBA. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so there is a test, um, and it's held once a year. Um, and, uh, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's quite, a, um, you have to, you should really do like a preparatory, um, type, uh, uh, ex you know, exam prep that you're doing before you go in. It's multiple choice. Um, it's, um, it's, you know, uh, going over everything from collective agreements, um, bargaining agreements, um, really the nuts and bolts of how the MBA is working um, and, you know, selection process, um, all the different components that um, an agent would be involved in, in terms of negotiating. Um, and uh, it's a great deal. It's, it's a knowledge test as well as I would say speed and quickness. Um, uh, you know, when it comes to execution, um, people study for months and months for it. <laughs> um, I, 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 I passed the California bar exam. Um, you know, I, I'd say the NBA um, exam is, is, is up there in terms of wow. um, competition there. Um, I have not taken that exam. Um, for me, it's been the application through the, um, you know, WNBA. WNBA. So, yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I know you don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to put it out there. Or as you're going through, I know you're done that process, but if you hear back from the WNBA, I know there's talk about it. Let them know that we here in Toronto, we're ready for a team. Okay. okay. Awesome. I, awesome. You know, because until that time, I'm, you, oh, you can't see it. It's behind my wall. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Laker fan when it comes to the NBA. Okay. And, and so by, by default, I've become an LA Sparks fan, but oh. I will, but I support my Raptors and I will support 
whoever that WNBA team is. So we just need to get them up here. Yes. Uh, exactly. so, so get the word out to anybody that you know in, in at the WNBA. We're ready. Um, so that being said, that's that's all I had. I think that's that's so much information. I, I was so excited to talk to you because I said I didn't even re- I didn't even think I didn't even think about the immigration stuff. I just thought, hey, I'm a I'm a player. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna move, and they're gonna pay me millions of dollars to play a sport. And no one ever thinks about all that the legal stuff, which yeah. <laughs> you got to deal with all the same stuff. Oh my goodness, these and these applications are enormous. They're you know, five hundred pages. <laughs> so it 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 takes like that's that's why there's such a machine around. Um, you know, at, at least for us, you know, I mean, we have such a tight team. Um, we're preparing because it's it's just. It's quite a lengthy process, um, you know, to to um, put the whole thing together. But the the reality is, is that it has to be done. It's 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 voluminous, but it has to be done in a very tight time frame. Typically, like everything in this field has to be done like yesterday. So yeah, no, yeah. I, I you know when I went through the process. So I when I first moved to the U.S. on a I was on a work visa, and then I eventually got my my permanent residency, but I remember oh. that the document was like this thick and they were like, okay, yeah. go to the border and give And I said, what does it, it was just, it was like, I think, I think it was more than 500 pages. And I said, I'm yeah. just going at the time. I said, I'm just going for a year to work. Like someone had hired me to do a job. I'm just going to go for, and they're like, no, you got to give. And they went through page by page. And it was, I think the process of the temporary work visa was harder than the permanent residency it just so yeah. i again i guess i should i just never thought of it from the athlete's perspective um yeah. but I, hey it's a good thing that they have someone like you to help them um <laughs> on that note i want to thank you but first i don't there's some athletes that listen to us here they might need some they want to see more get more information from you where where can where can we find where can we find you are you on social media? Is there a website? Yeah, absolutely. I am. Please. Um, so, uh, Instagram is my name, Lorraine D'Alessio, uh, L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E-D-A-L-E-S-S-I-O. And our website is www.D'Alessio Law Group, spelled out D-A-L-E-S-S-I-O, um, lawgroup.com. Um, and, uh, you know, we we do immigration, but we also do the business law and the contract side as well. So it's a good cross section, sports and entertainment. Um, and I just think you have to be, you absolutely have to be thinking international. You have to understand those markets. Um, you have to understand the type of talent um, recruitment that's happening. Um, I mean, you know, we have, uh, right now we have, we have some states that are really, and cities that are like doing amazing. I mean, right now is recruitment for NBA, for example, Memphis is just killing it right um and you also have you know some great great movement in other states as well um, but i think it's also a good a good a good good thing to also check out what talent is either going internationally or what's what's what talent is actually coming here um internationally and uh you know east central europe um africa um i'm actually today i'm i'm meeting with like the number one lawyer who helps as the gateway um into the u.s um through africa um he's from the mauritius and uh we've worked on many matters together in helping um players come here um and it's just a I get to meet him in person. We've been doing all of this. <laughs> it's it's, it's um, weird, know, right? Yeah. It's weird as we start to meet people in person again because we've been 
behind computer screens for a couple of years. We have so. been, exactly. And I mean, we are talking years that it's been like this. I mean, the pandemic has been going on for a while, but even before that, and now, you know, um, he's here in LA, which is, which is amazing. So I, it's, I think it's about that network and that, and that team, even if it's not your own team, but around you and that a team that you work with um, to help, you know, to help the players, to help, you know, the coaches, um, you know, like I said, this one that I just brought through, like they call him the David Beckham of coaches for the ML. And it was just a true honor um, to be a part of that case and and see the emails come through and him and his family actually made it through. So yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Make a difference. <laughs> uh, that's that's fantastic. Again, Lauren, thank you so much for your time. Get the full sports fluent Anthony K and friends experience. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at sports underscore fluent. What does it mean to be truly fluent? Support us today for exclusive content, direct one-on-one chats, answers to your questions, and best of all, every quarter, a lucky supporter will be chosen to appear on Sports Fluent and receive some great swag from Boardwalk Los Angeles. How can you support us? Go to anchor.fm sports fluent support.